and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. Now today this is another little bite-sized episode and I want to talk about common fears that are being raised in my therapy sessions with many people at the moment and this is people expressing concern, <coughs> excuse me, croaky voice, about other people commenting about changes in their weight or changes in their body and maybe family or friends saying things and then people are just being so worried about how they're going to deal with this at Christmas or other times. Now it's such a common concern so if you're listening to this and you identify with this you are really not alone. And I know that comments can really derail us, they can set us back, cause a lot of anxiety and fear and overwhelm and also can ignite a desire to retreat to old coping mechanisms. They might be very seduced to thinking, oh I need to go back and restrict again, I need to be controlling my body again, that just feels safe and known and that's the way that other people are going to like me and validate me. I really like the statement or quote, I'm not sure who it is by, so um, if anyone knows, do let me know, but the statement that says, what other people think of you really isn't any of your business. Now, other people's opinions can often, so often derail us, but they prevent us from listening to our own voice and being our most authentic selves. So if we have a lot of noise, a lot of opinions, a lot of over control, a lot of people telling us what to do, it's so hard to feel centered and to know who you are and what you really think about things. Other people's opinions as well are also so subjective because it's really based on their own preferences, their own likes and dislikes. And anyone that watches me on Instagram when I do my reels will know that I'm always going on about leopard print and what people might think about that but I'm a huge fan of leopard print and I wear a lot of leopard print but if I go if I went onto my high street and asked the first 20 people that walk past what do you think of my leopard print wardrobe I would probably get 20 different responses you know some people would think yeah it's really cool some people would think actually it's just overkill you're doing it too much you know you're wearing too much and you might get many many opinions in between but whose opinion is right? You know, who actually decides that? Other people's opinions as well are also projections of their own personal issues. So for example, someone who is very judgmental of their own body will likely to be very, be very judgmental of others. And this might be a conscious or an unconscious thing. And um, you know, so often as well, when we kind of carry beliefs and opinions, we don't even really realize that we're carrying them. We're just kind of, they're very internalized and they're almost kind of leaking out of us. Many people as well in our kind of diet culture world don't realize they have internalized weight stigma or a super strong inner critic or internalized fat phobia. So their comments are often leaking out in a very unconscious way. So this doesn't mean that these comments are right or that they're helpful or that you know it would be great if people didn't say these things but we also need to be quite compassionate to our fellow humans because often people if they haven't done the had the therapy if they haven't done the work and reading on intuitive eating weight stigma if they haven't challenged their unconscious beliefs they're just going to be kind of saying this stuff 
not really realizing the impact of it, not really having thought it through. So again, it's helpful to really like, if someone's making that comment, to think about, okay, who's saying this? You know, have they done some work on themselves? What is their perspective on things? What's their own relationship like with food in their body? And then you can start to almost question it, curiously challenge it and look at it in a different way. So what can you do to stay rooted in your own recovery lane when you're experiencing comments from others? So I get it, it's hugely challenging, but I'm gonna give you three tips to help with this. So number one, really remember the subjectivity of comments. Think of an external comment, whether it be good or bad, as icing on the cake. You want your own inner cake to be solid. Your opinion of you counts. People might praise you as well, perhaps for being thin, but only you know the reality of what that was like for you when you were in that place. So it's easy to be nostalgic, to look at a photo, to hold on to a comment of when you were praised for being in a certain body, but be really honest with yourself. The human brain is often nostalgic, idealizes and romanticizes points in the past, when actually in reality, you probably weren't in the best place when you were back there. So be really honest with yourself and really start to trust your own inner dialogue, your own inner voice. Because of external comments, they're gonna be so varied, so subjective. And if you're trying to listen to all of those, integrate all of those into your own recovery journey, you're gonna be battered back and forth all over the place. So it's really important to get your own inner cake solid and just think about any external feedback really as icing, whether it's good or bad, and even like the positive or the negative stuff, it's all subjective, it's often a projection. Number two, stay in your own lane, your own values, your beliefs, your truth. This is what's important and strengthen this daily. And what you have to do to strengthen this, and this is something that I've had to work on massively because I've been a massive people pleaser in my life and there have been times in my life where I had no idea who I was, what I thought. If you'd asked me what colour I wanted to paint a wall, I would have just asked everyone else's opinion and then be massively confused. I would have had no clue of what my own opinion was. But the way that you start to strengthen your own voice and your own opinion is to go inwards daily. So that might be through journaling, it might be through reflecting, it might be seeking out podcasts or voices or things that really help you personally, not what someone else has told you is going to help you. So you start to, you know, just almost like go inward, start to think about what do I think about these things? And, you know, start with really small things because maybe some of the bigger decisions are more challenging at first. But the more you get rooted in your own values, your beliefs, what's really important to you, um, you start to grow roots with those. And then in a way, when the external feedback, positive or negative comes, in a way it's far less important because in a way you're in your own lane, you know where you are, and then you can take that feedback, you cannot. You know, obviously from people who we really love and trust, if they are constructively giving us information and feedback, we might want to really listen to that and reflect on it and think about what's relevant for us. But there's probably a lot of comments and feedback you get, maybe are just not really about you or relevant for you. So it's about being very discerning about this. And the third point is, in time, feeling that you can start to set some boundaries maybe with others if they are saying these comments. Um, you know, actually being able to sort of feed back to someone, actually, you know, when you comment on my body, I find that really unhelpful. 
Um, I would appreciate it so much if you don't comment on my body because I'm really working on recovery and it's so helpful if I can stay in a neutral place with that. Or whatever comment is going to help you. And with boundaries, we don't have to be aggressive. We can be really kind and firm and warm all at the same time, but we can be very clear on where our line in the sand is. And if you're already struggling to set boundaries, again, this is something I've struggled with a lot in the past. I really, really have. I've often felt, particularly um, in my some of my family relationships, that I would revert to child mode. Much more challenging to really have a voice and feel that um, I can express my needs and say what I think and feel. But it's like a muscle. It's like an emotional muscle that the more you flex it, um, the more you're going to feel more rooted in your own values, your own beliefs, your own thoughts, and you'll feel more able to be spontaneous and to set your boundaries. But this takes time. It really, really does take time and you need to be compassionate with yourself. And if you're really struggling to set boundaries and you're thinking about being around people this Christmas who might say things, get your close support network to support you in this process. So maybe someone who's close to you could have a conversation with a person that might say something unhelpful you know, to help to protect you and support you. And that can be sort of a stepping stone. Okay, so I hope you found this little bite-sized episode helpful. If you would like more bite-sized episodes going forward, do let me know because it's something that I would like to do, (laughs) but I don't want to promise that I can continue with this because I'm aware at the moment got a little bit more time things are slowing down a bit for Christmas so I've got a little bit more headspace and um, flexibility to record additional podcast episodes but if this is something that's really of value to you do let me know and I will aim to record some more okay thank you so much for listening today if you're not following me already do seek me on Instagram at the eating disorder therapist underscore and for further support with your relationship with food, do go to the eatingdisordertherapist.co.uk. Just want to say that for my individual waiting list at the moment, it is about 12 weeks. So just to kind of flag that to people. If you enjoy this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you'd follow, rate and review as it helps it reach so many more listeners. Thank you so much for listening today. And I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon.